0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, and today we're going to discuss a proven six-step method to overcome your anxiety that's related to delivering tough feedback to an employee. As you know, on this show, we are going to work to keep you updated with the latest trends in HR leadership and organizational effectiveness. Keep tuning in to hear our thoughts on everything from how to find great team members, how to keep them engaged, and how to build and develop that high-performing team. So first, Think about the last time you had a conversation that you knew had the potential to go poorly due to the fact that you had to give challenging feedback that you were delivering. Or maybe this is the first time that you have to deliver negative feedback and you don't know how to go about doing it. How are you feeling beforehand? What are you doing to prepare for that conversation? Once the conversation is over, do you reflect back and look at how it went? Do you feel like your nerves are getting the best of you and it may prevent a strong delivery of your message? If that's the case, guess what? You're not alone. As we've previously discussed, the fact that although employees favor feedback, managers prefer not to give it, especially when it's not positive feedback. A more recent Harvard Business Review article also discusses chronic stress that impacts negative bias. In times of stress, employees may be more likely to hear the worst in messages. For example, providing simple and direct feedback related to an employee's recent project may lead them to question their job security. While this all may seem to reaffirm your concerns, there is hope. Practice and preparation can help to ensure a productive and positive conversation. So we're going to talk you through a process that's going to help you deliver a constructive, actionable feedback methodology in a stress-free environment. Now, this discussion comes from several recent client interactions. For obvious reasons, we won't be using the real company names or the names of the individuals involved, so we'll make up some cool names for them. So Della Berg is the manager of AquaWand, a company that manufactures and distributes Bluetooth-controlled garden nozzles. Hmm, how would a Bluetooth garden nozzle work anyway? you going to control that from your phone? Anyway, I guess it's a good thing this company is fictitious, right? Now, Della's only been a manager for about six months, and unfortunately, she is learning the trial-by-fire mode. She did not receive any skills training, other than, of course, her life experience, and to help her succeed in her new role as a manager. She hasn't had any formal training on the job for that transition into management. So when her first situation arises that requires her to have an employee coaching session that will discuss a decrease in performance, she starts to get very nervous and apprehensive about having to have this conversation. Now, she's starting to think to herself, wow, maybe I'm not cut out to be a manager. Della is responsible for the team that provides customer support and service to the thousands of people that are buying their Bluetooth-enabled garden nozzles. You know, over the past week, Della has started receiving complaints from coworkers about Zuma, that Zuma's become short, irritable, and that she's not picking up the tier one calls that get transferred to her. The decrease in Zuma's work is also showing up in her metrics reports with decreased customer satisfaction scores. Now, Della knows that she has to sit down with Zuma and address this issue, but she is unsure of where to even start. Now, up until recently, Zuma has been a top performing team member. So something has obviously triggered this downward slide. Della knows that if she does not handle this coaching and feedback session correctly, it could worsen the situation. So here's our advice for Della and our six-step plan. Number one, plan in advance. This strategy can help you with many situations that you may be nervous for. Preparing your thoughts in advance will help ensure that you have a plan on how to move forward. Outline the conversation. Include the major topics that you want to make sure you convey and that you want to ensure that your team member understands. Of course, leave room in that plan for flexibility and anticipate additional outcomes. But if you can outline the flow of the conversation and what you want to cover, that preparation will reduce some of your anxiety. So within your key points, come up with a list of facts and examples to illustrate your point. Make sure these key points are factual. Okay, we don't want to get into conjecture. Make sure the key points that you outline are factual. Avoid providing a laundry list of endless negative feedback, but do provide specific examples that will explain to your team member the behavior or the actions that are going to require attention and potential correction. Provide examples of the outcomes that you would prefer to see. Reset those expectations and make sure that the outcomes and results are very clear. And then review your list to double check for opinions or conjecture. This area should be purely behavior-based, factual representations of gaps in performance. The second step is to reframe the conversation mentally. Now that the conversation is planned, you need to prepare yourself mentally for that conversation. Reframing the conversation in your own mind can help reduce the anxiety and help you enter the conversation in the best mindset for a productive conversation. A few things to remember and reflect upon before your conversation. Number one, your ultimate goal is to help, not hurt your team member. Providing this feedback is in best interest of both you, your employee, and the company overall. Number two, your team member ultimately will appreciate the honesty. They may be unaware of their performance gap, and hearing the feedback is going to help them take steps to correct and improvement. I mean, ultimately, they want to be successful as well. So if they are falling short and they aren't aware of it, making them aware of it is the first step in helping them succeed. Now, it is your job as a leader to provide this feedback if a team member is not performing. This helps to ensure that all team members are treated equally and that the team can count on each other to pull their own weight. Now, you cannot hold someone accountable to something that you've never told them. Delivering feedback the first time is a first step to a continued follow-up and measurement of progress that will build and ensure accountability over time. Now, everyone has the potential to operate with a growth mindset. And as a leader, you can lead your team with this mindset. Individuals with growth mindsets believe and understand that they are capable of change and improvement, that they are not stuck in a predetermined set of traits that simply can't be changed. Last but not least, offering feedback provides a chance for continued follow-up, which will result in an opportunity for positive recognition and positive growth. All right, step number three in our framework. Start the conversation by asking questions. This is such a great step because if you go into this conversation throwing out the facts and the the lack of performance and everything else, you're going to start the conversation out on a very negative tone. But if you start the conversation by asking questions, it shows that you, one, have empathy and two, want to put yourself in their shoes. So start the conversation with a temperature check and ask the employee questions first. If the feedback is related to a specific task or project, ask them how they feel it went. If it is related to their job performance overall, check in on how they're feeling about their current responsibilities and the role within the team. Now, this is going to help you gauge whether the employee has a sense of awareness of their performance gap. Listening to your employee's perspective will also help you provide better, more balanced feedback. Now, if the employee indicates that a gap in their performance and is able to provide you with some examples of where they haven't met expectations, This is great because now you're on the same page and it's gonna make it easier for you to add on with your own examples. You can start talking about the potential reasons for these challenges. Now, if the employee is not aware of the gap in performance and cannot provide any examples or doesn't agree with you, well, there's a few reasons and possibilities that this may be their perspective. One, the employee may have their own anxiety about admitting their mistakes or failures. And if that's the case, Well, then you as a leader need to take a look at the organizational culture. If you've got a culture that doesn't allow for mistakes or failures, and people are punished or fired or written up for mistakes or failures, well, then of course, this team member is not going to want to admit this. Second is the employee may just truly be unaware that they are not meeting expectations. However, note that a study by leadership development consultants, Zenker Fulmack, found that 74% of employees who received constructive feedback already knew there was a problem. So in either of these scenarios, it will be helpful for you to recognize their unwillingness to identify their performance gap prior to initiating your feedback and delivery. Knowing that you may need to be very direct in providing examples while also ensuring sensitivity to their perception of the feedback is a very important thing for you to be aware of. All right, the next step, step number four in your framework is going to be Set the expectations and provide specific feedback. When you begin providing specific feedback, set the expectations for the conversation early on. Providing specific direct feedback based on the behaviors you've observed, again, the factual behaviors that you've observed, and the list you created in step number one. Check for understanding throughout the conversation by asking questions to ensure that the employee understands what you are describing. Ensure that the employee understands not only what you are saying, but what you are not saying to avoid that negativity bias that we discussed earlier on in this conversation. For example, reiterate to the employee that you feel that they have not been performing to their potential, not that they lack the ability to meet your expectations. You know, this brings me to a a quick story. I was chatting with a a team member of one of our clients a couple weeks ago, and at her previous employment, she sat down for her annual review, which, again, as we know, annual reviews should be long gone, but this company was still doing annual reviews as their only form of feedback. And this uh, professional sat down and her manager looked at her and the first words out of her mouth were, I don't believe you are smart enough to do this job. Well, needless to say, that team member quickly disengaged, uh, was not interested in having a performance review at that point, And six weeks later, she left the company. So there definitely can be some very quick and negative ramifications if we do not handle these conversations correctly. So again, reiterate to that employee that you feel that they have not been performing to their potential, but that you still believe in them and that you do believe that they have the ability to meet those expectations. Continue to reinforce your specific examples to provide clarity in the conversation. Step number five, work The plan together to achieve the desired results. Again, work the plan together to achieve the desired results. So as you come through this conversation, you and the team member need to develop, jointly develop, an action plan. So ensure that the meeting includes time for creating an action plan that will help you and the employee feel that they will be able to be successful. Work on this action plan together, but allow that team member to take the lead as much as possible. We we want them to drive this. The action plan will be their responsibility to complete, so they should be comfortable with it, and they should buy into it, and they should commit to it. However, you as a leader do need to offer resources, including your own time and expertise, to help within the plan as needed. Ensure the employee is adequately supported to improve as is expected. And remember, the best question you can ask is, how can I help you succeed? That question right there by itself shows your team member that you are vested in their success and that you want to understand what they need from you. So your action plan should have built-in follow-up and metrics for reporting improvement as well. This will allow you a simple mechanism for accountability and ensuring that your employee is progressing as you both will hope and expect. And step number six in your framework is check for understanding. So much of our communication gets misaligned and two parties will walk away from a conversation hearing and understanding two different things. So before concluding, take a pause and ask your employee for their main takeaways from the conversation. If they can repeat and articulate the expectations, the feedback, and the action plan, then you know they've understood it. This will be your opportunity to look for gaps in communication and gaps in understanding. By doing this, it's going to serve a few purposes. Number one, it ensures they understand the feedback that you delivered and the action plan for progressing. Number two, it ensures that the employee hasn't taken the conversation in the wrong direction or is understanding it in the wrong way or has taken to some degree, some of it being more negative than it needs to be. And number three, it level sets the employee's understanding of the next steps and potential for improvement. And it provides you a chance for course correction or refinement if that is needed before the conversation is over. So, while this process may not turn tough coaching conversations in your favorite activity, it should help you alleviate some of the anxiety from the situation and ensure that your conversations are productive and actionable. For even more progress and comfort in dealing tough feedback, build a culture of accountability in your organization and ensure that you're accustomed to providing feedback to your team quickly. Once feedback is the norm, it will feel less comfortable to both you and the person that is receiving that feedback. So I hope you've gotten some great tips today on how to handle these negative coaching conversations and hopefully it will relieve a little bit of that stress from you when doing it. Stay tuned next week for a new topic and a new discussion. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you. Download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. Last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur-to-employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays, or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.